Amen. A little different greeting you from up here today, but uh, welcome to, to Northside. I'm glad you are with us, especially if you are a guest today. We're, we're especially thankful that, that you have uh, chosen to worship with us today. And if you are a guest, we'd love to know a little bit more about you. Uh, and you can fill out a little card that's attached to your bulletin. I'd love for you to, to fill that out. You can place it in the offering plate a little bit later or hand it to a minister at the end of the service uh, by the back door. You know, and it's not just for guests. If you have a prayer request, you can you can fill that out and put a prayer request. It'd be our pleasure to pray for you about that this this coming week. And so, uh, or if you're our home folks, we're glad that you're here as well. Find someone and uh, let them know that you're excited to be in God's house this morning.
Amen. Amen. Man. I'll ask the children if you would join me up here for just a little bit. All right. How are we doing today? You know it's coming in just a few weeks, right? School. Yeah, all right. All the parents said amen. So, um, look, I got, a, I got a couple of things here. Here you go. Sit right here with me. You can sit right here. You can sit right here. There you go. Just for you. All right, look, I've got a couple of pictures I want you to look at right here. Um, and so... What, what do you see in these pictures? They're over here. Woo. What do you see? Happy face and a sad face? Like the, maybe the Diego Elisa, I don't know, Mona Lisa or something. Uh, well, what else do you see? A happy face and a sad face? Is there anything else in these pictures? It's a picture of what? People. People, yeah, and they have different hats. Yeah, this is a little boy and a little girl. Um, now, I don't know this little boy and little girl. I bought these pictures in, uh, or, or these paintings. I bought them in Ecuador. Um, back up, wrong country. I bought them in Peru. Um, yeah, I bought them in. I bought them in Peru at a little market there. It was a guy who had some paintings, and and these were there. And like I say, I didn't. I don't know that I that I met these these boys and girls. But um, but look at them here. What what about them maybe is different than you? Do you have a hat like that? Any of you have a hat like this? Your grandma has a hat like that? Ben, you like to wear hats, don't you? Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, these look a little different. What about the colors? Do you guys dress in bright colors like that? I'm looking today. Sometimes we do dress up like a princess. Okay. Um, and they, they have dark eyes and they have dark hair and and their their uh, their skin's a little little dark, and but listen, while this little boy and this little girl maybe have grown up in another another part of the world in another country, and they may do some things differently than us. Um, you know what language they probably speak? They probably speak Spanish. That is, unless they grew up in the very tops of the mountains in some of the remote villages, they may speak a language called. Quechua, okay? Can you say that? Quechua, yeah, Quechua. So they they are a lot different than us. They grew up in a different different part of the world. Uh, during the during the summer, you know what it's like there in the summer. It's um, it's not that it's much hotter or much colder. Uh, it's it's actually that it's just maybe a little more rainy. And that's how they tell the difference in their summer or, or winter. But listen, there is something that they have in common. Look, I want you to look at them. Look at them again. Look at the pictures here. There is something that they share with, with you. They share with everybody else who's out here. You can hear my voice today. That is, is what the Bible tells us. First of all, they're created in the image of God. God creates, God, God created humans, and he created us in his image. Now, we could unpack all what that means but that's a long children's sermon but um we're created in god's image and he loves us and he cares for us but there's something else that we have in common that is just like these two kids and just like all of us here today we have sin in our life and it separates us from god and the only way that we can resolve that that we can fix that is to trust in jesus he died on the cross for us he was buried he's been resurrected and he lives forever. He lives today. And we place our trust and faith in him that he died on the cross to save us from our sin. He's resurrected. We may have eternal life. So these, these kids here, this boy and this girl, they may look a little different. They may speak a different language. They probably eat different foods than we do. But they're humans created in God's image. And we are supposed to take the gospel message to the ends of the earth. Today... We're going to hear a little bit about that. So your, your parents and grandparents are going to hear a little bit about how our church is doing that, is taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for these children, and I pray for these children that are right here with me, that they would come to know Jesus if they haven't already. 
they would come to know him in a saving way. But Lord, I pray for children all over the world. I pray for missionaries and families and, and people all over the world that don't know you, that they too may come to saving faith in Jesus Christ, that they would know him as Savior and Lord. Lord, I pray for our missionaries. Give them strength and wisdom and grace. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's stand once again as we continue singing. The great physician now is near, the sympathizing Jesus. He speaks the grouping heart to cheer, oh, hear the voice of Jesus. Sweetest note in seraph song, sweetest name on mortal tongue, sweetest carol ever sung, Jesus, blessed Jesus. Your Surprised you, Curtis, over on the other side. You may, you may be seated. Be seated. Today, we are going to hear from some of our missionaries that we have sent out from our from our own church. Uh, actually, over the last uh, over the last couple of months, over the last couple of months, and uh, you know we have we have precedent for that. And after Paul and Barnabas returned to after their first missionary journey in Acts 15. Uh, says that they, they came to the churches there in Phoenicia and Samaria and they explained in detail the conversion of the Gentiles. And it says that they created great joy among all the brothers. And that's one of the reasons that we come back and we share from the trips that we've taken is that we can uh, hopefully create joy among the brothers because we should have a common goal to share the gospel. And when we see that completed, and we, or, or not completed, but we see that being done, uh, well, it ought to create joy within us. So I'm not going to talk too much longer, but I want to ask Sarah uh, if she will come, and, and um, she's going to talk about a little bit about her trip and, and some of the things that she experienced. And this is exciting for me because I've not heard anything yet. So Sarah, if you will come on up and, and uh, share with us this morning.
30 minutes away from them. Um, so on the street, you can see everything from donkey carts to Mercedes. And I think I actually, that was the second picture I had. Do I have my pictures? That one. Yeah. Um, so you have the horse carriages right next. And those aren't like touristy ride things. That's like how people get around. Um, so the streets are very interesting there. You can see the Egyptian flag in the background. But one thing I did notice in this incredible land of diversity was that from the top to the bottom, they are some of the kindest and most hospitable people on earth. Um, one lady in our group was walking down the street. She tripped on the sidewalk right in front of this guy's shop, and he ran out and got her a chair and brought her water and almost wouldn't leave for trying to get her to rest. Um, and in fact, if you stand in the same place looking confused for too long, they'll ask if you need help. Um, they would go out of their way over and over to make sure you're okay, and I was continually just amazed by their, their kindness and generosity. Uh, as you know, I went there thinking that I was going to be working in a medical context, perhaps in a clinic or in a hospital. I ended up teaching English for a month and a half. Yeah, hey, some of this church's rules of missions are always be flexible and leave your expectations at home. Anyone remember those? Definitely had to play by those. Um, oh teaching English in a school for Sudanese refugees uh, called the Center of Hope. I had the younger class, which was anywhere from 6 to 11 years old, so that was fun to plan for. And when I say I taught, I mean we were fully responsible. It was me and a guy from Auburn, actually. And we planned in the morning while the kids had math and Arabic, and then in the afternoon we taught English, art, and Bible. Uh, but when planning the lessons, I would generally think about what the kids would need to most practically know to increase their chances. Actually, I think the next one is my class. Yeah, there we go. That's my classroom. Uh, we actually repainted it all the first week we were there. Um, the most practical English to increase their chances, because interestingly, most higher businesses in Egypt and a lot of universities are conducted in English. Um, so English is a critical skill for the kids to have in order to be able to get a better job or a better education and generally have a better life. Uh, or at least this is what I consoled myself with found out <laughs> that I was going to be trying to teach in this role that I never expected to be in. Um, if you know me, you know that historically I don't do too well with kids, and when I first found out I was going to be teaching and not doing medical work, I was honestly a little terrified. Uh, but on my first couple of weeks, I was extremely nervous, but just honestly by God's grace and working some stuff out within myself, I got to almost like the little ones. <laughs> Most of the kids there are uh, from the Numba Mountains, uh, fleeing the ongoing genocide of Christians in the Sudan. Uh, they were bombed and chased out of their homes for being Christian. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I encourage you to Google it. Anyway, there are also Muslim children from the school, though, as well. And like I said, we taught Bible class every day. We got to give out the next picture. Bibles in Arabic. Um, to all the children. In Bible class, we only had a few that were learning their verses, and we eventually realized it's because they were the only ones that had Bibles in their homes. Um, so after getting them all Bibles, we saw the number of them learning their verses go up almost instantly to probably about 90% of them. Uh, so it was really great to, to see that development in both English and Bible over time. The next picture, and I promise this will be the last long story. Um, this is Sephora. I ended up doing a little medical work on the side. Uh, because when I first met her, she had an abscess about the size of a small egg on her jaw. And it was preventing her from eating or drinking. And as bad as her being emaciated is, you can see she was still nursing her little baby that's in her arms there. Um, the first time we saw her, the nurses just cleaned it up. And we took some pictures that we showed to a doctor. And he recommended a specific antibiotic. So we brought her some, about a 10-day round, and some painkillers. And Because you can buy anything you want over the counter in Egypt. <laughs> and uh, we checked back in with her about once a week, and after the second round of antibiotics and nearly our fifth visit, her abscess was completely gone. Her entire countenance had changed. You could just see it in, in her skin and in her smile. This is a picture from the last time I saw her, uh, actually. Um, it was a, really a blessing to watch her gradually heal over time. And that's one thing that was really different for me about this trip than some of the ones in the past, is just being there for a slightly longer amount of time and watching those changes. Um, because her healing was a simple fix, but it wasn't necessarily a quick one. Uh, it took about a month of me visiting her. And um, the next last one. 
the children of watching them go from a few scattered words in English to starting connect to words like sofa to living room and starting simple sentences and things that just take time. And the more closed the country, I think the less you're talking to a mass and the more you're having to deal with a few people for a longer time. Um, but I think the more deeply you get to see personal change and growth. And again, I cannot thank you enough for those of you who supported my time there. And it was, it was amazing to see God work there in these subtle lives. Thank you, Sarah. Um, it is always just a, a joy to see students as they grow and continue in their faith even after high school because that is something that is apparently uh, a, um, an epidemic is that uh, children leave, they, they graduate high school and then graduate out of the church almost. And um, so it is, it's always a joy to hear. Uh, and we celebrate the ones that, that do it right. So thank you. Thank you for that. We also took a trip back over um, spring break. There was a spring break uh, mission trip to Kentucky, and it was, it was pitched as a family mission trip. We really wanted families to feel like they could go and participate, and so I just want to share uh, the, the names of the team members. I think we have a, a picture of, of the group. Uh, and so I just want to share the names of the team members, and then some of them are going to come up and share some of the individual ministries that we participated in throughout that week. Uh, there was me and Lindsay, Micah, Joshua, and Hannah Cobb, David, Andy, Isabella, and Eli Masden, Chris, Kelly, Rebecca, and Anna Marie Flournoy, Jim, Tawny, and Amy Heastan, Iva Ashley, Dennis McMichael, Ethan Power, and Anissa Gerald. And so that that was our team, and it was it was a variety of different folks with different skills and backgrounds and and um, but we all I felt like we all were able to minister and, and work well together as as God was leading us um, and so I want to ask Rebecca to come on up and she will share a little bit about one of the particular ministries that that we really found out about more as we as we got there into uh, Kentucky because you have to stuff the doll first. And um, it was the doll was inside out, so I had to actually unstuff the doll and turn it right side and make it right side out and had to stuff it all over again. Um, and then um, once you were done stuffing the doll, you would have to sew up the leg, which I've never really sewn before, so that was actually pretty interesting and pretty fun. Um, I also made doll hair out of yarn, which would go on the doll. Um, because I like braiding and choosing the style color of hairs. And um, then the doll, it had two faces on it. The one, the first side, it had closed eyes, which symbolized that your life before Christ. And the other side had open doll eyes with a heart and a cross in it, which symbolized your life after Christ. And it also had a salvation bracelet around its neck. And um, it also had a tag that explained each color and what it did and since these dolls would go around the world they would have them in different languages which I thought was really cool um, this sewing ministry was um, one of the one of, one of the many things we did we did um, the backyard bible club and we did the um, trucker ministry 
and and uh, yeah. And so I want to thank everyone from our church family for giving me this opportunity to serve. And Alexa, my mom, my dad, and my sister. Um, this was an amazing, wonderful experience for me, and um, I can't wait to do it again. So thank you. Fantastic. Thank you, Rebecca. Um, the, the sewing ministry, I didn't know what we would do, but uh, you, you saw the dolls, you heard about it, and, and all the things that they would, they would do. A lot of those things they took to the local hospital and, and shared with folks there, but those dolls they would send overseas and uh, to, to help share the gospel in that way. Um, our next ministry, I don't have any pictures of, of what, we, what we did, but the, the last, last day we were there, they took us to the local truck stop, and Eli is going to come and tell us what we did at the at the truck stop. Hi, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Eli. Um, at the truck stop, we had lots of uh, goodie bags and um, trucker Bibles, because... Um, we got to hand out drinks and candy and trucker Bibles all in a goodie bag. Some of them said no, a lot of them said yes. Um, we, we had so much fun. We, we got to hand them out to a lot of people and we, we got to, we just had a lot of fun. It was really awesome. Hold on, come here. Stay right here. And so, whenever we handed the those bags out to the as the truckers as they came in, it was uh, it was it was fun because I, we were in groups and the truck would come in and you remember what we said? Ooh, I got that one! I got that one! We'd run out and, and we'd go out there. We'd wait till they parked and then we'd go see them. But um. <laughs> You remember what we asked them if we could? We asked if we could pray for them. Remember, mm -hmm. and uh, you were with me a couple of different times, and uh, we got to pray for a lot of those guys. Remember, and and those families that were there, and and you prayed for one of them one time, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. And so you did, and and I know Josh prayed, and a lot of our a lot of our younger missionaries were able to really participate in that. And so I just want to encourage you to say, you know, there's no there's no age requirement to be able to carry the gospel. Uh, and so thank you, Eli, for sharing with, with this this morning. All right? Appreciate it. Um, then, of course, we, uh, we also did a, a backyard Bible club. We took some of our VBS curriculum from, from this year. And, and um, so Andy's going to come and talk to us a little bit about the backyard Bible clubs. raised by their grandparents. They're 
uh, grandparents or their legal guardians. One of them who grabbed my heart from day one was Tavian. Um, and I made the mistake of calling him Tavion, and he was very quick to correct me. And Miss Kelly told him that was okay. He could just call me Miss Andy. He thought that was great. And from that day on, he was my buddy and glued to my hip. So the second day when Mr. Chris was actually leading the activities outside on the blacktop, he sat right by me and kept leaning over on me. And um, when we asked him, we asked them to get follow-up information, um, what his favorite activity was, like what did he like to do. Um, he said his favorite thing to do was backyard Bible club. Um, and a lot of these kids, they either don't go to church or if they do, it's sporadically. Um, so this was the most they had heard about Jesus probably all year in one concentrated setting. Um, and Tavian in particular, he's raised by his grandparents, he was so excited. We had done the setup kind of like the Awana store. Um, we had gotten a lot of donations of items, and throughout the three-day Backyard Bible Club, they could do different things like remember their verse or bring friends with them or kind of like we do in Awana on a smaller scale to earn Backyard Bible Bucks. And Tavian was so excited. The last day um, that we had it when we were supposed to have the store, um, he was not supposed to be able to make it um, because he had a two-hour appointment um, prior to Backyard Bible Club. And um, halfway through the Backyard Bible Club, he comes running down the hill, and he's all excited to be there. So um, Michelle was another one of our kids there. She came every day, really shy at first. Um, she's 10 years old. Another one raised by her grandparents, and she's in third grade, so a little bit behind where she's supposed to be. But by the end of the week, she had opened up and was answering questions and participating. And um, Bella's actually exchanged letters back and forth with her quite a few times since we've been back. Um, and another family that was there were uh, Kyle, Sophia, and Olivia. Olivia was the youngest one. She was two, and she really took to Amy. stricken so their method of diapers for little Olivia was just different layers of clothes because they couldn't afford diapers so um, and then there was another family Hosanna and Will and Dragon Dragon is actually Hosanna and Will's cousin Hosanna is she was a little harder to reach she's a teenager so kind of the too, too cool for school what we were doing was not on her level so um, but she did come back that last day, and she did participate a little bit. Um, Will's her little brother, and uh, Dragon is their cousin. Dragon had to leave early that last day because um, he lives about an hour away in Somerset. And um, there was a possibility of inclement weather coming into the area, so he had to go home, and he was bummed out. But we were still able to send him a bag stuffed with all kinds of goodies. Braxton was another one that came. Um, Braxton was a ball of energy um, and wanted to answer every question and brought two friends with him every day, uh, Brandon and Aaron, and just eager to answer all the questions. They were so excited to be there and so excited about learning and um, earning Bible bucks so that they could not just get handouts but earn stuff for themselves. We got all their contact information, so those of you that helped with the care packages that we did, um, these are the kids that they benefited, and for VBX, instead of VBS, our mission project was collecting school supplies for these kids, um, which we've been continuing, and we have a box over there that's overflowing, and we're getting ready to pack backpacks for these guys, but really awesome, and when you um, get to know them, it doesn't really matter what personal stress is going on in your own life. It all disappears. It doesn't matter anymore. Um, I just I fell in love with these kids, um, and just looking forward to maintaining that relationship through ongoing communication and care packages and 
Andy. We also had a, a team that spent some time doing some construction work. Uh, there was a there was a local women's shelter that uh, needed some bath or some some showers installed, and I don't have a picture of, of those, but I do have I do have a little picture of the trailer uh, that you guys worked on. And so David's going to come and talk about that construction team and, and kind of what what they did.
not only create a better life for the ladies, but for their children and for their family. Thank you. Uh, this going on a on a mission trip with the church family. Several things take place. You you get to know people a little better, uh, for better or for worse. Um, I I had a I had a blast uh, getting to know a little bit more about some of my some of my brothers and sisters in Christ, and it was a joy and a pleasure for me, uh, not just as not just as a, a pastor on on staff, but as a dad, as a, as a husband, to be able to watch and see my family engage in missions. The thing that uh, several of us talked about was that there was really nothing we did in Kentucky that we couldn't do in Noonan. Uh, and so I want to ask you as a church to, to be in prayer uh, as the nominating team is in full swing this time of year and they are looking for uh, the different folks to fill the different positions in our church one of the positions that they're looking to fill is is a missions team a missions and evangelism team be in prayer for the individuals that would would fill that team and I will tell you this uh, well let me let me just tell you a, a, a little story just just real quickly there was a particular year when I was in in school. Uh, I was I was in in college, and my my home church was in need of a youth pastor, and so uh, I began praying, Father, you need to uh, help help my help my church find find a youth pastor. Um, well, a different prayer I was praying at the same time was, Lord, there there are no classes for me to take this summer, but I sure could use a job. And so, Lord, help me find a job. And I never, I promise you, I never put those two together in my mind until, until somebody from my church called and said, would you come this summer and serve as our youth pastor this summer? And um, I thought, man, God, you, you answered that kind of in an interesting way. Um, and I share that story to say this. As you pray that the nominating team finds people to fill that position on our missions and evangelism team realize that uh, you too are a member of this church and it just might be that God is calling you to be a part of that team especially if you know you have a spiritual gift of evangelism or you have a heart that says I've got to take this gospel I'm like I, there's this fire in my bones I've got to get this message out That's, those are the type of people that, that we're looking for uh, to be a part of that team and uh, there's nothing quite like being on this is Frontline's ministry what we did taking the gospel to a, a park and, and teaching children walking up to truckers and offering them a, a sack full of uh, water and some snacks and then offering prayer and a, and a Bible uh, and going in and, and helping others be able to serve through our construction team and Sending out the gospel by taking a, a doll that's been sewn together, or just a little a little prayer pocket, just you know, two and a half inches square. That just says, "I want you to know someone's praying for you today." And there's a cross there, and you, you give that to a, a cancer patient. It just says, "I'm praying for you." I know you're dealing with a lot. We're, we're praying for you. That's frontline ministry type stuff, and that's that's, that's what taking the gospel really is, is all about, is, is going out and, and seeing people's lives changed, not because of anything we did, but because of God working in us and, and through us. And so I, I thank you, church, for this opportunity to be able to do these kinds of things. I want to continue to do that. I feel like we've begun a relationship with uh, the association, the Mount Zion, though I might get that wrong. Mount Zion Western Union Baptist Association. I, it's it's pretty close, um, and, uh, and and the Jets, who are the uh, associational missionaries there, and I'd love to continue that. I'd, I'd like to see us begin some some things here locally as well, where we don't have to spend the night somewhere, but we can we can uh, 
do missions here locally and and then uh, to to occasionally take a trip overseas and and see things there this coming summer um, or, or I should say next summer is is again our, our our trip with our juniors and seniors in high school to, to go back to Ecuador and I look forward to that but you continue to pray for our church as we've been talking the last few weeks about what a band of believers is and uh, we don't just come together to worship that's part of what we do but we come together to worship and to be encouraged and to be restored because when we go out and take the gospel we can become beaten up and battered and torn down and so we come back on Sunday and we get restored and renewed um, so that then we can go out again and take the gospel and, and go and, and share um, so you be in prayer for our church, be in prayer for this mission team, be in prayer for uh, our nominating team and be in prayer for yourself I don't know where it is that God may be leading you but uh, as he calls you respond, we're going to sing now uh, just a song of commitment and uh, like I say I don't know if uh, how God may be leading you we talked a lot about the gospel this morning so we need to know what the gospel is Jesus Christ came died on the cross to pay a penalty of our sin was resurrected and lives today that we may have eternal life if you believe that if you, if you just believe that, you have eternal life with him and you've been forgiven of your sins. But if not, you have the opportunity to, to confess, I do believe that. And I want to follow him as Lord of my life. And I want him to be my Savior. And I can spend eternity with him in heaven. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity uh, just to report on missions in our church. But Lord, thank you for the opportunity to, to, to go. Father, we've been commissioned. We've been commissioned to take the gospel. And wherever we go, that, that Jesus is with us to go and make disciples, to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and to teach them all that you've commanded us. Father, that's my prayer today, that we would go not just as a church corporately, but that we would go as individuals and carry the gospel, that gospel mandate to go um, everywhere that we go, whether it's here locally whether it's overseas. God, thank you for um, thank you for young people in college that uh, take the opportunity their, their summer. And they could be doing all kinds of different things, uh, fun things and fun trips, but take the opportunity to go to a very dark place and, and share the gospel of Jesus, uh, even if it's through teaching English. But Lord, thank you for who you are. I pray this morning if there's someone that doesn't know you, that doesn't know your, your son as their Lord and Savior, that today would be the day of salvation, that they would receive hope, they would receive the, the, the joy and the peace that comes only through Jesus Christ. It's in his name I pray. Amen. Would you great song to end the service like that uh, Curtis thank you um, so pay attention to what's in your bulletin I, I will say that the little advertisement the, the little logo for the Kentucky mission trip it said there's a meeting today at 425 that is not true that is just that was an advertisement I pulled up from uh, from when there was